0: The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Well, it is finally back, and it's an honor to have him once again for the season. It's the David Force Show, the only place you can get the general manager of your Oakland athletics on a weekly basis. Uh, it's only going to be a couple months, but uh, it's great to have you back. have you been?
1: We've been busy, Chris. I think that's the uh, the best word to describe the last uh, months six weeks or so um, a lot of people doing a lot of jobs they didn't expect to do to make this whole thing happen but we're uh, we're optimistic about getting the next Friday
0: you know I don't think a lot of people realize how long you've been here I want to say this is your 21st year with the organization and I mean obviously we've never seen anything like this just from a front office perspective what has this been like for you guys?
1: It's been really different than the previous twenty seasons, to say the least um, look there's a, obviously a lot going on in the country and the world that are uh, that on a day to day basis feel more important than baseball um, but we have done a lot of work trying to put this thing together and and I think we a lot of us are doing jobs that we uh, we never expected to be doing jobs that look a lot different from what we've done in the past and i you know I think about our head athletic trainer, Nick Paparesta, David Renetti in the stadium, Steve Bucinich in the clubhouse, all these guys doing things that uh, that I'm sure they never imagined themselves doing. You
0: no, know, we, we, we we always have some harsh comments about the Coliseum, but if there was ever a time where you're in a good situation, now that the Raiders are gone, you can utilize that huge locker room that they had, uh, of course you have the, your clubhouse, uh, just how is the Coliseum fit for what we're calling summer camp?
1: <laughs> yeah, the summer camp moniker was—I'm uh, not sure who came up with that one—but um, no, you're right. the The Coliseum has been an advantage for us in this case, and uh, we have used the Raider locker room, their, their whole facility, the training room, and everything to spread out, uh, able to give some guys some extra room. Some, you know, some of the coaches spread out between downstairs and upstairs. Um, and the ballpark itself certainly lends itself towards spreading out. I know, you know, any meetings that we have are supposed to be outdoors. So Bob has met with the guys either out on the field or in the stands. Um, and, you know, as far as housing the people who are working there, you know, it's basically everybody gets their own their own suite to, to work out of. So it's, uh, yeah, it's played in our hands nicely. We'll, we'll hope that it, uh, it works when we get a visiting team in next week.
0: Yeah, because I mean, isn't that the number one challenge? You know, after taking care of your guys, you got a whole new team coming in.
1: You do, yeah. And Mikey Thalblum's got a uh, a big task on his out on the visiting side. Uh, You know, we're talking about things like putting their coaches up in the uh, in the press room and uh, and spreading the visiting team out. So, um, but you know, look, part of this whole thing is that we're kind of all in this together. I mean, all all thirty teams have to make it work in order for the season to happen. So uh, you kind of look at the visiting team a little differently than you would in a normal season and you need to make accommodations and they have to, you know, when they're in your city, they have to test, and they have to know the rules and feel comfortable. And um, Yeah, it's, it's definitely a little different feeling.
0: You know, we've been talking about it on ACE cast live about how, you know, over the years when we've spoken to you, you know, you like to wait a little bit before you start, Thinking about certain moves, you know, you you wait a month or two. Well, now you can't wait a month or two because you only got sixty games. So, what do you think this is going to be like for you when you're evaluating your ta- talent? Like, if someone does not get out to a hot start, it's not like you have a lot of a, a, a lot of time to let somebody work through the kinks.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, we do have an expanded roster, which I think helps early on. And being at at thirty for a couple weeks and twenty eight for the next two weeks will. I think we'll help Bob with some of those things just to give him more options to kind of run through and find the hot hand. But um, no, there's no doubt this, this 60 game sprint doesn't look like really anything we've done before. And, you know, you, you can't just sort of analogize it to any other August and September, because usually by August and September, you know, you know, your personnel, you know, who's played well up until that point. Right now, we're just, you know, we're sort of Counting on 2019 performances repeating themselves, and we know better than that. It doesn't doesn't necessarily work that way. So it'll, you know, from a player personnel standpoint, it'll it'll be different. Um, you're you're mostly working within your 60 player pool. Honestly, it's um, you know there's there's going to be some movement between teams, but I think the norm for the most part is going to be teams sticking with what they've got and, and trying to to find replacements within.
0: You know, speaking of, I don't even know. I don't even know where you're calling these guys in San Jose. And I think it was great that you were able to do a deal and be able to use San Jose because it's just right up 880, and you can get players up there, which will make it very easy. But how do, how does that work, taxi squad, whatever it is? How does it work? Bringing guys up, bringing putting guys down. How will your flexibility be with this roster in San Jose?
1: It, it's a huge benefit to have them right there. And, uh, yeah, we looked at a number of places uh, as potential sites for the alternate site. And um, like you said, great that we were able to work it out. The San Jose Giants have been fantastic to work with. So uh, I think we were lucky there and, and have that convenience. You know, if you do have, you know, you have a guy come in and, uh, you know, if unfortunately has a positive test or if somebody gets hurt the night before, it's so easy to, to have someone drive up from from San Jose, but it it'll operate essentially like like a minor league affiliate, uh, except for the fact those guys don't get to play any games. Uh, they're essentially down there working out, playing inter squad games. But those alternate site groups aren't going to mix at all, so they won't get to compete against other other clubs. Um, but you know, but they know they know they need to be ready, and uh, it's a it's a good mix of guys who, who've got AAA experience who are clearly on on the doorstep of being the big leagues with some guys who are, who are taking a step up and uh, you know, if we have to get really deep into that pool, it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Uh, and then obviously you've got some really young guys who, uh, who are there to develop and get the experience. And I, I happen to think it'll be great for their, their progress as well.
0: Yeah, you know, when we were down in Vegas, you know, taking on the Indians, we know you're very happy with your depth that was supposed to be in Las Vegas with Fran Reardon as the manager. So, you know, there's guys ready to go if there are any problems with the big club. And I think it's very important. You know, like we talked to Tyler Solderstrom. You know, to have your number one pick or your top prospects, you don't want them not to play for like eighteen months. That's not good for their growth. I I think it's great that you're able to bring some of your your top guys and still allow them to progress as young men and as baseball players.
1: It it was important to us, and you you look at some of the guys there, including Tyler, but also Robert Passan and Bram Buelvas, and uh, you know just some of the young guys, Tyler Baum, who was you know our pick in the 2019 draft at a UNC. These guys, it, it's important for them and, and we looked at kind of the, uh, the trend line of some of these really young guys right of the draft and how important those first couple of years of development were. So it's nice that we have that opportunity. Um, but it's funny, you mentioned that being in Vegas playing the Indians and I had to stop for a second and think, was that, was that this season? When, when was that exactly? <laughs> <laughs> it really was like just a few months ago, but God, it's hard, hard to believe.
0: Yeah, we had Brian Kenny on earlier today from MLB Network. And yesterday on MLB Now, like, they went back and went over the entire offseason because you like forget, like, my God, the winter meetings seems like so long ago. And Garrett Cole and Rendon and all those signings. So, yeah, it, it, it's pretty crazy. And also yesterday, Tyler Glassnow was on the mound down in Tampa. Of course, he tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, already back on the mound. So we're seeing guys that, that, that get tested and they test positive, but a lot of them, because they're young and healthy are asymptomatic. And I think about Jesus Lizardo, uh, you know, how is he doing? When do you think we'll be able to see him on the mound?
1: I, I you know, I don't have an update right now on Jesus. Obviously he's been away from the ballpark. Um, but we're hoping, you know, we're hoping he gets back out there as soon as possible, but that's, you know, that's part of the, uh, you know, it's part of the process here this season is, is dealing with those issues and um, and keeping guys on the field. So, um, yeah, we don't have a timeline right now, but we're, we're hopeful that Jesus is out there sometimes, too.
0: Do you think this is going to be per pitcher per game will be the most we've ever seen guys changing on the mound? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, I haven't really thought about it that way. I, I don't know. You know, it depends on who's uh, you know, how, how guys are ready for opening day and that first time through the rotation and you have 15 or 16 pitchers on the roster, you know, you may end up with with some of that. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out once we start.
0: And I always, you know, fall back to a guy that I think, you know, once he accepted, hey, I just want to be here and I want to get out. I think about Chris Bassett, what an asset he is to you from a standpoint of if you need him to start, he can start. You need to come in middle relief. I mean, he's become so versatile for you that when you hear about Jesus Lazardo testing positive, you feel, okay, we'll get him back at some point, but you can now put Chris Bassett in there. Just talk about his versatility and how big that is for Emo and Bob.
1: For sure. And you and I talked about Chris a lot last season and, and what a great year he had. And it's, it's critical to any pitching staff to have – some flexibility like that, but Chris did a great job in every role last year. You know, right now he's, you know, he's probably slotted in there as one of the five starters in those first five games. But, you know, you've got a, a staff right now full of guys. You know, Yusmir Petit is kind of the ultimate flexibility guy. And, and since he's been here, I, I think he's opened, he's come in in the third inning, he's set up. You know, UC's kind of that model guy that, that we look for that can do anything. And you've got you know, J.B. Wendleton's pitched all over the place. Lou Trevino's moved back and forth. Um, someone we haven't seen a lot of is Birch Smith, who's both started and relieved in his career. So uh, it's going to be important, particularly early on, when you're not sure if those starters can go more than five or so innings, to have some bridge guys, have guys that can pitch anywhere and uh, and hopefully get the ball to Liam at the back of the game.
0: How nice is it, other than Texas, all the travel is going to be on the West Coast. Yep.
1: Yeah, it, it, MLB did a good job designing that, and I, and I think obviously for health reasons you limit the the length of flights and um, you know and the travel. But particularly for us, you know, staying mostly in the west in the Western time zone, ballparks we're familiar with, you know, it, it's going to be. I think it'll be good for guys to, to really help them focus on the field, just because there's so much other stuff going on, going on around them that some familiar settings will help.
0: So we got some new rules. Which one of the new rules are you most looking forward to?
1: Um, let's see. Well, I'm least looking forward to the three batter minimum. And I know Bob is as well. So uh, it's definitely not that. That's going to be a challenge and uh, something that uh, something that's going to change the dynamics of using the bullpen. Um, otherwise, I think... You know, we've dealt with the runner on second base in extra innings in the minor leagues the last couple seasons, and uh, I think I think everybody's pretty well equipped to handle it. It'll be it'll be new to fans, but look, a lot of our guys who've been in the minor leagues at some point have, have done it, so I think they're used to it. Um, and, and obviously, the DH uh, being universal, that's nothing that's new for us.
0: You know, the one thing I'm not going to like is I know the callers are going to call me all the time. Yeah about bunting and extra innings, and I have these charts that date back 40 years (laughs) that say bunting's not the smart play. You got a better chance of nobody out and a runner on second versus one out and a runner on third. You still have a better percentage of scoring the guy at second with nobody out. So in those situations in the minor leagues, how much more bunting was going on with A's prospects?
1: Not a lot. And, uh, and if your callers want to jump on our Slack thread that we've had going for the last
0: week internally
1: to discuss this very issue, they're welcome to. Um, But no, I I think, I think there's a pretty clear uh, time and place for bunting, even, even an extra inning. You know, a lot of it depends on your personnel too. We've always said like, you know, bunting is, is also dependent on executing and getting it down. You can't just assume Everyone in that lineup can bunt, and, and, you know, there's a huge downside to to not getting the bunt down as opposed to letting you guys swing from an 0-0 count. So those are all things we're discussing, and we've got a lot of numbers on what's happened in the minor leagues the last two years, how many runs you typically score when you do and don't bunt, how often you have a multi-run inning, things like that will all go into the decisions that Bob and, and Ryan Christensen make down on the field.
0: I know you've been real busy late lately, but I've been asking this question. Uh, you know, at home, everybody's been doing something different, a deep dive. I always mention like Netflix, Hulu, games, puzzles, what's been happening at the force household uh, during this pandemic?
1: Well, there was, there was a lot of first grade teaching going on Uh, since that, since that ended, there's been a lot of uh, camp counselor being done. So um, yeah, I wish I had time to binge more Netflix than I do, but Um, but I've got a 10 year old and a seven year old at home that are, are looking for me to print out their schedule every morning when they come down, come downstairs. So camp counselor during the day and GM by night. That's kind of how it's been working.
0: A GM, a counselor and a, uh, elementary school teacher.
1: Yeah. Like I said, we all signed up for a lot of things we didn't know we were going to have to do.
0: Well, twenty-one years in the business with the Oakland Athletics, it's been a hell of a run, and this is going to be—it's going to be like a football season. It's going to be wild. Every game matters. Uh, you got to win it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be great having you on every single week. We appreciate the time. Be well, and uh, can't wait to see this thing get started.
1: Yeah, same with me, Chris. Good talking to you, and uh, we'll see how it goes.
0: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.